Okay, people, this is Just Because, the Human Experience Podcast, episode 159. I'm still Michael Lobo. In this episode, we review episode number two of Miss Marvel. My guests were Jess, Dilcia, and my brother Greg. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you don't enjoy the show, what don't you enjoy about it? What is wrong with you? No, everyone has opinions. Shh. Not true. This was recorded um, June 19th. I'm trying to... I'm trying. I'm way behind. I know episode 5 just came out yesterday. No, no, today. Today's July 6th. Trying. Had a lot of fun picking their brains about what they think about the show, what they think is going to happen with the show, what things mean. Enjoy. An ice cream pizza. Dilcia, how do I? Hi, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. This computer is not awesome, but the I've heard the mic is not great, so hopefully you can hear me okay. Are you using the computers at Carl's Jr.? <laughs> um, it's a slight upgrade. It's from Perfect. my school district. Oh no. <laughs> Okay, got it. So if you break out, then if you buffer, we'll be we'll know why. That's hey, Greg. Greg, you're awake. I'm awake. You are awake. This is such an improvement over last week. Uh, Greg was supposed to help review episode one, and he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here. Redemption. Redemption. I'm here. All right. We're here to review Nightlight, the new Disney Plus series. Nightlight. Wait, do you all know each other? I don't know who knows who Jess, Dilsia, and Greg. Um, these are people. They are nice. human beings. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes, I, I believe I've interacted with these human beings before. Okay. I guess we could start with what are your thoughts on episode two? You could touch on episode one if you'd like as well, but um, we're mainly talking about episode two for this one. Jess, do you want to go first? Nope. All sure. right. That face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, I have, sh- I have notes. <laughs> yes. uh, I have thoughts. I watched them both like in succession because I wanted to be like fresh. So, yeah. Um, but the second one, it's cute. I mean, I don't know what kind of, let's start with like overall tone. I love, I am still a fan of shows like iCarly. Uh-huh. So like this tone for me is great. Mwah. Like love it so much. It's cute. It's got a little bit of substance, but like a little bit of just silly coming of age fun. It seems very inclusive so far, which we love or which I love. Overall impression, um, I enjoy it so far. Cool. Dilcia? Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned coming of age stuff, Jess. And yeah, I love how how awkward she is. And I'm like, oh, I can totally relate to that. And I teach middle school. So I think like I see a lot of my students, you know, in her. Um, so I, I think she's a good representation of, uh, you know, a teen, a, a teenager, preteen even. And I, I love how they throw in little like other references to other things and I think I maybe saw did you guys catch like an adventures and babysitting vibe like the beginning um of adventures and babysitting do you remember that movie no I do not (laughs) easily remember that movie at the beginning she's like waiting for the date and she's like singing into her hairbrush um and oh. like just and it's it's like i think it was it's a, also another girl group um that she was dancing to and that so anyway i just it's yeah it's fun and i was like when it ended i was like oh i want to know who is that what's happening <laughs> what's yeah. next yeah i enjoyed awesome it. greg i remember when I was first hearing about the show and 
the reviews that I was hearing about it were saying that it was going to be more like younger skewing from the rest of the MCU. And so I was excited to see how they were able to pull that off. And so far, I'm loving it. Um, I think it's done really, really well. I'm actually I really love like like the different the different cinematography skills that they're using. Like I, I'm just absolutely blown away. Um, they're just really beautiful shots. And then as far as just the overall tone of the show, yeah, I love it. I I love I'm all for awkward teens. That's I've seen that's I mean, I feel like we can all just relate to that. And like just growing up in general, it's always, you know. Life is rough, especially being a teenager. And so, you know, if you're throwing in superpowers, that's always a fun, fun little caveat. So when I got my superpowers, you know, it was oh, yeah. a little it was a little similar. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was, yeah. I was, I was hoping that. you would touch on yeah, okay. We'll yeah, touch on yeah, that. Sure. Okay. I, I absolutely love it so far. It's everything you all said. I mean, it's they're just lovable. It, it's every character has had a different vibe as far as, you know, Dr. Strange or um, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, like, and this has a very specific style that they're going for and a specific feeling, which I really appreciate. Uh, I want to jump in the episode and see it starts with uh, Kamala strutting, which is very different from, right the first episode where people are getting her name wrong she actually corrects the the gym coach i think that's who that is a question i have here like when they're going through the the school did you or do you now know a zoe zoe uh is the the girl sort of like taking credit social media wise for knowing nightlight she even named her nightlight she seems at least so far very superficial the the popular girl um, sort of thing. Did did you or do you now know Zoe? Yes, hard yes. Hard yes. There was a pause there. Yeah. I mean, anybody can for, go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It growing up and still. I mean, that person never goes away, right? There's always that yeah. person around um, who's willing to take credit for your work, who's willing to jump in on whatever you said and then say, you know, pretend like it was their great idea. For sure, I had someone like this in junior high and high school. Um, we ended up in choir together, but they would make fun of me like I was the choir nerd. But that person was in choir with, you know what I mean? Like we were in the same group together. And I was a choir nerd. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I loved it. It was, I had a great time doing those things in high school, doing some artsy things. And then Fast forward to 15 years later, they found me on Facebook. It was like, hey, oh my God, Jess, I'm so happy to see you. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jesus. And I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> no, no. oh that's where no, it went. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it did real fast, just like that too. So yeah, she came back around and I just chose not to receive that. And there's still, you know, there's still, still for sure people at work all the time, people in life all the time who are like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to jump in on all that. Let me let me soak all that up and just pretend like I did that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of here, we have no, I'm just kidding. Um, That would be great if she was here. Dilcia, Greg, did you or do you now know a Zoe? Am I your Zoe? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, I've been meaning to tell you. No. <laughs> um. Well, it's interesting, Jess, that you mentioned, you know, at work and I'm, you know, I'm assuming this is an adult now. <laughs> and because, of course, the first thing I thought of was my middle school students. I see it all the time where they're obsessed with checking their phones and seeing if someone, you know, snapped them back or just how many likes they're getting and stuff like that. And yeah, anyway, um, but I was thinking about Zoe and even though like she wants all the attention, I feel like there is a little bit of uh, like some humanity behind her. Cause I do remember, you know, the first episode after she got saved or something like that, she was like, seemed very genuine and very sweet um, and, and, you know, appreciative to um, Kamala for saving her and stuff. So I have a feeling that we're going to see a little bit of friendship maybe happening later. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's definitely people out there that always want, you know, people want attention. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get it however they can get it. Greg, 
Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think, like, as far as, like, back in, like, junior high, high school, I, I don't really remember anybody to that level. Were you the Zoe? I definitely was not the Zoe. Oh, that's why you <laughs> didn't know. You were the Zoe. <laughs> it's always that thing where it's like, if you don't remember the person, it was probably, it was probably I you. promise I was not the Zoe. But I, more so in college, thinking back, oh. there were a few people in, like, in Greek life uh-huh. that I won't name, but they <laughs> were definitely, uh, you, you definitely remember yeah. some of the people you're just like, Okay. All right. Like I, I, I get your vibe. I'm just gonna stand over here now because I we're grown and I don't really have to deal with that. So yeah, yeah I I definitely remember that. Okay. As long as we're all able to celebrate the fragility of life and have a party, I think I think it'll be okay. Then they did a, a training montage, of course, like any superhero um property, there has to be a training montage of them trying to use their powers. What what did you think of that, how they're expressing it? I don't know how familiar you were with the, her powers in the comics um, and how it's sort of changed in the TV show, but what were your thoughts on that? I love a good training montage. I love, you know, get some good music in the background, show me them, you know, messing up, but let's get back up again. You know, it's very, it still follows that same formula, but I still love it. <laughs> so yeah. great. I don't know the comics as as well um i mean would it be giving away anything to tell me like what her powers were like in in the comics uh no it, in the comics it was more stretchy so she could stretchy? extend her arm yeah and or make herself bigger or smaller whereas this one it's more shiny like it's an extension versus like her whole leg stretching across and and walking would be the the, the difference although they did show i mean her arm yeah maybe they'll show more of that later i don't know yeah greg jess i yeah awkward <laughs> on zoom i'm like it is like you're waiting for yeah <laughs> um i feel like yeah i don't i don't feel like i i got anything new from the training montage than like most montages i do as someone who doesn't know the comics very well either I wish I understood what the power actually was, but maybe it's good storytelling in that she is still figuring it out because I think, especially towards the end of this episode, you realize like, oh, you thought you had a grip on it, but like you, you're really, you know, let your ego get in there. And also you, you, you don't have like a grip on it. Like you thought you did just like everything when you're in junior high and high school, right? You think, you know, everything and then you don't. But yeah, I wish I knew a little bit more. It is really pretty, though. I love yeah. the visuals of like how it's very like, you know, kind of a gem encrusted hand and like mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. So it is beautiful. I just don't understand. But maybe that again, maybe that's the storytelling. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as the the training montage, I it was definitely very formulaic, like the the hero's journey and the you know this is we're gonna get some practice in and everything. I love the little the little nod that they gave to to Hawkeye and Black Widow. Oh, hanging from the cliff, and you know she's like, you have to let go, and then he he lets go and she drops like a foot down. Yeah. But it's like I, I still love that it was like that little nod to it. As far as like her powers, like in the comics versus, I don't really know it as much as in the comics versus like I know it from playing the video game, mm-hmm. which uh, from what I've seen, it's pretty, pretty relatable. But with her stretching and, you know, embiggening or, you yeah. know, whatever the, <clears throat> the catchphrase is, I feel like they, they may have done this for a couple of reasons. One, because I, I think in the origin, uh, in the comics, it was more so she was kind of shape-shifting and it was mm-hmm. more she wasn't as confident in who she was as a person and she was looking up more to Carol Danvers. And at that point, there was, you know, she like even at one point like morphed into Carol Danvers mm-hmm. and, you know, so there was that whole thing. And then there's also the aspect of her powers being very similar to Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, which is something that they'll be moving into soon. So 
<laughs> just as far as like from a a corporate standpoint, that's probably yeah. where you know where all of it came from. But yeah. I am anxious to see just where everything goes throughout the the progression of the series, just to see how she evolves and you know how her powers evolve as well. Because based off of the things that we saw today, or you know, in this episode, it was there's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah, lots of mysterious things. So yes. Yeah. I've been practicing this all day and now I'm about to say it and my brain is just gone. Is it Nakia or Nakia? Nakia. Nakia. Okay. And maybe you three could help me. How does a high school kid afford Versace shoes? I am. It does happen. Parents? It didn't happen. happen. It does happen. It does. Okay. That answers that. All right. Moving on. How did you ask your parents for stuff? I, I thought of this when... Uh, Kamala is, um, you know, she apologizes to mom for sneaking out and then she follows it up by also, hey, can I go to this party? Uh, that was so bold. I, oh, <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> not in my house. Never in my house. I would have never flown with my mom. Like, absolutely not. But yeah, how did you all ask for your, your parents uh, for things or to go do stuff? I was the good kid. So I really didn't. <laughs> do Wink. too much okay no i really was the good kid like so it, the so it was like always like i was the oldest in my family but as far as like family friends and stuff i was the younger one so anytime like my like my god sister or my god brother they would get into trouble it was always like you better not even think about doing this and i'm like i did i'm just here i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so I I guess I got that leeway where it was like, hey, can I go and do this? Like, I never had a curfew. I never had, you know, really any issues. Like, my mom was always just like, you know what time to be back. You know, you're responsible enough. I trust you enough. So it was never, I never had to deal with that whole sneaking in or out. There was no way to sneak in or out of my house to begin with, even if I wanted to. We had uh-huh. bars on our windows. It just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> and like all of the doors squeaked and made noises and nothing. It would have never happened. But although my my younger brother, he decided he did, he decided not to be following in my footsteps. So maybe I need to ask him for tips on, Got it. on yeah. what he would do. But yeah. Okay. Jess? I was the oldest of a big family too, but like I experienced the opposite. I had like a hard and fast curfew all the time. And like my parents wanted to know where I was going who was going to be there, all these things. And then my sister, who was just, you know, she's, we're four years apart. She's the next in line. We, I didn't see her get any of that. And I was like, I was a very good kid and was almost always where I said I was. And I'm going to date myself a little bit, but this was prior to cell phones. So like they had, they just had to trust and believe that I was coming back and that I was where I was. Right. And then my sister, you know, didn't experience that same thing. She was out partying and doing stuff because she was a jock and it was a whole different life than it was with the art kids. <laughs> yeah. But I I mean, I, I would tell, I would just ask my parents like, hey, I'm going to go to this punk show. I was going to punk shows when I was like 16 and 17. And I was like, it's at the Nile. My friend's driving to Tempe. I'll be back. My curfew was 10. And they were like, as long as you're back by 10. And I couldn't come in smelling like... They didn't like it if I came in smelling like stuff, but I know for sure. I don't want to get too far off. I know for sure I came back smelling like pot a few times, and that wasn't something that I was doing in high school because it like didn't hit me right. But I know I came in that house because I know who I was with. Just I had to have right, and he just never. He's like, all right, good night, and I was like, but you know, thinking oh, I got away with stuff, and he just probably didn't give any. He's like, whatever, yeah. she's home. I don't care. So, okay. yeah, I just asked and usually they were pretty cool about it. I just always had like a hard and fast curfew. And if I messed up, though, you better believe I was not going out again for a while. Like it, yeah. it, if I if I messed it up, that was it. There's no asking again in a week. They would have been like, are you you've lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Still see it? I'll, I'll stay a little closer to this side. Is cool. it still? Mm, no, you're great. I just try not to have my head be this whole. No, I need that. I need for everybody to get as close to the camera as possible, but then still not talk that loud. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Just kind of go like this or down or whatever. Um, um, But yeah, so I I was the good kid that um, 
yeah, my, my parents didn't really, uh, I, yeah, I also didn't have a curfew, but I was doing good, wholesome fun, like going to youth camp or going to the Wednesday church events. And of course, that's very different from my life now. But I, you know, since I was at church events, I think my parents didn't, you know, think that anything was going to happen. And and yeah, it didn't. (laughs) It wasn't until I was an adult where I'm like, I think I need to start rebelling now. Nice. How about you? I know nothing. I could not ask for anything. They did not. um, They both came here from the the Philippines and um, there was no time for friends. Um, You're fucking crazy. And I said, I just want to hang out with my friends. God. So I it was terrible. So all this there's no curfew because I I couldn't leave the house. So I was like, I I was home. I kept asking. I would just ask. And then it became arguments of uh, I'd say, well, in America, people go to people's houses. And just because you don't understand it, it became like that heavy of, oh. of uh, argument. Um, but it was still oh, no, you're not going to work out for you. It, nope, not not at all. I still uh, <laughs> this is my my social uh, interactions are very terrible because of it um hmm. i feel like i had like the closest i had with that was like me trying to convince my mom because i never get another thing i never got was an allowance mm-hmm. and like Same. trying to convince her of you know well you know everybody else gets an allowance and she's like well you're not everybody else that's not that's not yeah. how we and i'm just like well why don't i get an allowance and she's like because i'm allowing you to live here exactly like that, that's just the, the way that it is but yeah, that was the closest that I ever got to that situation. Yeah. Did you go to house parties? They The next uh, scene later, Zoe has her fragility of life party. Did you all go to house parties in high school? Yeah, I, I do remember going to one or two. Um, nothing too crazy happening. I do remember in college, there being parties where like some girl was puking in the hallway or whatever, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know that's normal. There's one right now in my hallway puking. It's very, it's weird. I'm not sure what Serena's doing over there. Greg, Jess, did you go to parties in house high school house parties? I definitely. I remember a couple, but like you know, in high school, you had to know somebody who could get you alcohol or yeah. be at somebody's house who the parents already had alcohol, and for some reason they just weren't gonna know or didn't care that you were drinking their stuff. So it was like. Fewer and far more far between than like what media would lead us to believe that, you know, high school is just all about parties. I think every once in a while you could get somebody who had like an older brother or an older sibling friend or something that would go get you alcohol and then a house party would actually be a house party. But I threw one at my house one time and got in all kinds of trouble, but it was a rager cops came out because some idiot was playing basketball in my front yard at 2 30 in the morning and uh it was fun we i learned all of the rules from somebody at my house who i had never met before oh i hope my my parents don't listen to this they still don't know most of it (laughs) oh shit (laughs) but i learned all the things about like don't open the door because the cops came and they're banging on the door and our backyard gate was open but our our door was locked like the back Mm -hmm. door was locked too thank goodness and i was like you know had no idea and i went to go open the door and somebody grabs me he's like don't open the door and i was like what why and they were like because if you open the door, they're allowed to come in, but if they, they can't come in right. if you don't open the door. And I was like, oh, interesting. So we literally just sat there looking at them through the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just watching them. And they're oh, like, gosh. let us in. And we're like, no. <laughs> we don't have to. That's awesome. This, this guy, Matt says I don't have to. Matt, you are you Matt? A- what? Yeah. Matt, Matt said I don't have to because you don't have a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's Everything awesome. I learned about law. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I did, me and my friends were a bunch of squares. Like, I, we were the kids that, like, once we actually graduated and, like, 
for spring break, everybody else is going to Rocky Point. We went to Disneyland. So we were like, <laughs> we were like the, you know, we weren't, I wouldn't say we were all the goody goodies or whatever. The parties that we did go to weren't like as intense. There was one, I'll say like my first real introduction to like party parties was probably my sophomore year. And it was really interesting because Michael, as Michael knows, I don't, I don't drink, Mm -hmm. but everybody else there was getting completely wasted. I didn't drive. I didn't have transportation. My mom literally dropped me off at the party. So it's like, um, I'm going to have to call her to pick me up from this to see all of these, all of this nonsense going on. Um, one of my friends literally got so drunk that she passed out in front of like the house like me and another guy had to literally carry her into the house and I was just like this doesn't seem worth it (laughs) it's just it was just one of those situations where it was just like this is a public service announcement as to why I'm not doing this that was that was probably my first like real hardcore like rager and it was at my friend's house and she like her parents her family was all there uh and they were i'm pretty sure they were the ones that were like supplying the booze and everything and it was really weird to see because it was like we were sophomores her younger brother who could not have been more than like seventh or eighth grade he's like rolling around double fisting like bottle it was insane and i was like oh no it was a lot and i was just like okay well uh mom um can you pick me up from the corner um yeah you don't have to worry about coming to the house it's it's fine like it it was oh my gosh (laughs) wow it'd be great if matt was in each of your stories and it was a new series on Netflix. All right. Um, I don't know. I didn't go to house parties till like freshman year of college, but I still had friends in high school. So they're like, hey, come on. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. And then by that point, I thought, oh, this is kind of strange. Like, so this is what everybody's been doing for four years. I and so I was I felt out of place and it happened again. Greg and I were in the same uh, fraternity and um, Greek life sometimes there's parties and we were we were always on the older end uh, being like the oldest people at the party and then that's where i thought too jess was they can't come in the house so i didn't understand in the show why everyone scattered just everyone go in the house and that that happened to us at a a greek party where just people are just puking but the cops are there and i'm one of the oldest people there and i go oh this is so stupid why did i come this was so dumb but we went because we had Neos or whatever. We had younger brothers who just joined. So we felt like we had to go. I've just always felt out of place at, uh, at house parties. Oh, fucking Matt. All right. Um, hmm. <laughs> I like that they are very inclusive with their cast. I like mostly that they're portraying high school shirtless guys correctly. He comes out. I have the same body as him. So relatable. Whereas every other series, they're ripped. Hratata, hratata, muscles everywhere. And I was like, there was only maybe three guys at my high school that looked like that. And so I appreciated that. Thank you, Disney Plus. I don't know if anyone wants to comment on the shirtless high school boy. Um, okay, oh, moving God. on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this will this will be bleeped out probably. All right. Um, I don't know why they had backpacks at the party. Uh, you are all free to jump in, whatever. Um how did you handle high school crushes? Oh, Everyone just logs off. <laughs> yeah. It was literally just like, oh, Bye. <laughs> I was, was, high school crushes were like, I mean, everything in high school feels so life or death. So yes, it's just it like, like everything. It's just like, oh. Oh my goodness. Well, she hasn't commented on my MySpace. So it's the end of the world. Like, it, yeah. Oh Why am I gosh. not in the top eight? No. Yeah, yeah. It was life was such an interesting time back then. Oh gosh, just so well. You to, handled it well. <laughs> oh yeah, I was a, I was a pro. Let's just say that I I'm much better now at it than I was then, and I'm terrible at it now. So <laughs> just let you know how that goes. Yeah, I was not super into 
dating. I'm like, these guys are stupid. Why would I want to like go out with them? They're like high-fiving each other and grabbing each other's butts and farting and thinking it's funny. As <laughs> I'm, I'm like, laughing over here. All right. <laughs> I'm like, why? So I didn't have my first boyfriend and like real crush until my uh, senior year of high school. And he was a freshman in college. Um, we were Ooh. in a play together. I know. Um, but I think I just saw the girls being so boy crazy and it was so stupid to me. And I just was like, I, I had more important things to do. I I was in the plays. I was studying or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I wasn't really that boy crazy person. So yeah. I don't have embarrassing stories to share about crushes. Um, but I think that they, you know, they sort of represented it well in the in the show. I thought yeah. it was cute how they did it. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jess? I fell in love with everybody. I was just like <laughs> in love. <laughs> Guys, girls, teachers, like, you know, inappropriate levels of I'm in love with everybody all the time, everything. And I was so bad at it. So, like, I was exactly her, um, Kamala, when she's standing outside of the car and he's like, let me let me get your phone. And she's just you could just see the gears are like, what for? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> that would have been me 100 percent, even though inside I've been writing poetry about this person and they're incredible. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them. And the whole world revolves around this person. But like if something we- were to happen in real life, I would just be like just the worst, like clam up. Like, I have no idea how you could possibly even perceive that I'm around in this world. I'm a little bit like that as an adult now, too, to be honest. I mean, I'm married now, so there's that. But, like, I I, I conned somebody into doing this for a while. But um, I'm a little bit that person. Hopefully I'm a little less awkward, though. Or at least learned to fake my way through it. (laughs) Uh, Definitely more on, on your side of just... Oh my God, I'm in love with that person. We're going to, we're going to get married and I'm going to know them forever. And I need to find out what kind of pen they use. So then I could have that pen in case they ever need to use the pen. Um, and then when they, whatever, they had a boyfriend or uh, you're, you're, I, I just see you as a friend. Um, I would throw the earth, I, the, the whole, the friend zone, throw the pen and the earth. Yes. So I, I took it, I took it, uh, very very hard high school crushes so definitely the i i could have seen me if a good-looking person was like hey let me see your phone i said huh what phone i would throw it i i would sabotage myself so i would never get to the opportunity uh of that jess what do you have in your notes you flashed your notes earlier and i just realized you had the notes there's so much. I love the, okay, there's so much that I don't know about Desi culture. And so I feel like it's lovely as someone who's like a little bit removed from that to, to be seeing or witnessing a little bit. And I also wonder like how true, you know, for mm-hmm. second generation or first generation folks, this is because that's not something I've experienced. Although you did confirm a little bit of like how it is to just be like, you live in this house and this is where you live. (laughs) Like this is where you stay. Um, I love the blend of traditional American culture and, and pop culture. So there's a point where she's like singing and dancing because she's in love with this guy. Well, you know, she, us, a cute person talked to her and it's a very American pop culture song, but like her, family is kind of floating around in very like traditional ways around her while she's having this like you know singing and dancing moment and i love the principal can we talk about how the principal is one of my favorite characters so far i have (laughs) what do i have yeah mr wilson gabe yeah he i feel like i know this guy like he's a friend of mine in tucson he's exactly this i was like oh i know you but he's not but he is (laughs) have you ever seen a movie uh like he's (laughs) I thought so. Is he the principal? I thought he was a guidance counselor for some reason. Is it confirmed he's the oh, principal? Maybe yeah, I'm getting I, it wrong. Yeah, I, I thought he was a counselor too, but I don't think that they have specified. He's just calling people to his office. Like that's I, that's why because he did the thing over the speakers and he's like, "Oh, you're in trouble!" Ha ha ha! Just kidding. I was like, "What a dumb principal thing to do." <laughs> so I guess yeah, if he has power over the 
intercom. He must be the principal because I don't see a counselor do, being able to do that. Greg, you have feelings about Mr. Wilson? I have lots of feelings about Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Share, Mr. Wilson right? could get it. Every, oh, like this is the podcast about a kid's show. Maybe I shouldn't talk about those <laughs> those feelings, but he's an adult. I, I he is an adult, and the adult things that we would do together. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> I just I love his. He's such. He just seems like such a nerd, and you know I love a nerd. Mm-hmm. When he asked, "Have you ever seen a movie?" and I was just no, like. Just any movie in general. Yeah, this is this is where we're going. And then when he, you know, did his little Devil Wears Prada, I was uh-huh. just like, yes, I, I, all of this, all of this. And yes, I, I just love, I, I love a nerd. And it, it, I feel like it's relatable as far as someone who's a millennial trying to relate to these Gen Z characters uh-huh. and like trying to bridge that gap of still trying to I'm still trying to be the cool guy and it's like are you sir but <laughs> I, I I just love it I love it Dilcias are there uh, any staff at your school that's a, a Gabe Wilson are you the Gabe Wilson I definitely have moments of him where I'm, I know I'm just super awkward or I'll say something in front of my class and I think it's funny. And they're like, uh, <laughs> you're just staring at me. Like, <laughs> so yeah, for sure. I think, but it is, it's an endearing quality. You know, you can tell he's trying, um, like you said, to relate to them. I'm always nervous when teachers are portrayed in shows or movies because they're usually like all just either really stupid and clueless or like, I remember the oh drama teacher in high school musical is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> like oh. no drama teacher is like that and maybe I just take it personally I don't know I think he is well written like he's a good balance of of what an actual um administrator or something might be like in a school trying to be cool but not really cool um and the kids know it you yeah know? <laughs> yeah but, but they know that he's trying. <laughs> yeah, it comes from a, a good place. Can anyone answer why does Bruno dress like Marty McFly? Does anyone have that in their notes? Marty McFly from Back to the Future. When That's... did he dress? <laughs> oh, every time. I I don't know how to screen share or whatever, but that, yes. from what I've from what I've seen, that's actually a reference to something from the comic books. There's apparently like a character who was basically dressed like that that like sat behind her and would like doodle pictures of like teen wolf that's a thing and so that's okay. when you just brought that up i was like well but yeah okay i don't know Perfect. i guess they're just really into michael j fox i don't know i i guess so i'm meryl streep um damn it you all just told me a while ago nakia nakia god dang it no dosia there is not I, when they're getting out of history class and she said, we spent so much time on, um, I forgot the countries you named, but then six minutes on ancient Persia, uh, history written by the oppressors, I thought was a really powerful line. And there's another moment later on in the episode, but I'm trying to think back on the other series or movies where they sort of come closer to home. Another moment I was in the, in the episode was when, I think I think they're agents. Agent Sadie Deaver, Fig from Orange is the New Black. You know, she's she's grilling Zoe and saying, you know, was it a Latina? I mean, I have to say Latinx. And she's sort of walking that line of being racist or um, uh, profiling. And I, I felt uncomfortable. And I, I love that because I think these these shows and movies can comment. And it reminded me a little bit of Falcon Winter Soldier when you know, Sam was sort of struggling with should he be Captain America and, and how America has treated black people. And it felt a little bit closer to that as well as sort of the commentary on social issues. And so I, I really love the six minutes on ancient Persia. Looking back at high school, what was something or things you wish was taught to you? Personal finances and like how to do taxes. 
Yeah. That's not, I don't think that's what you were hoping for. <laughs> but <laughs> it, like, works. <laughs> it works. It works. I, I mean, it's true. Still, still am unsure every year when I turn in this document, whether or not someone's going to show up at my door and be like, and you owe us $4 million also. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. The, the first thing I thought of, Michael, was, well, because you were talking about history and stuff. Um, when I first saw the movie Hidden Figures, uh, I remember thinking, why don't, how, how, why did I never hear about these ladies before mm. this movie? Th- they're incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, like, I was almost mad at myself, too, for, 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 like, not finding out somehow, but I don't know how I would have found out. <laughs> but like it was, there's so many people who have contributed so much, especially, you know, if you think of women and you think of the role of African-American people and just Native American people and so much, and then they don't get the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing I thought of these so many stories that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, same. I just had a flashback to, being in my freshman year of high school and I remember it was right before Thanksgiving break and somebody had said something about Columbus and I it just kind of set me off and the people in my class are like what are you talking about Columbus never did that and I'm like what are you talking about like are you for real right now like and they like asked my teacher to get clarification. She's like, yeah, that happened. And then you could just see like all of their minds were like blown. They're like, wait a minute. We celebrate this guy that does that. And it's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> and it, so just thinking back to that, and it's just like, that was just one class, of, you know, one classroom of how many students that, and for whatever reason, the majority of them had no clue as to, all of the atrocities that actually took place. It's really depressing when you think about the, you know, the state of education in the country, but just uh, there's a lot that yeah. you could be focusing on. But also just, I feel from like a, a mental health perspective, I feel like it would be so beneficial if like if schools offered some type of like meditation or some type of, you know, just, something to help kids because kids nowadays kids kids have always had it rough but nowadays it's like it's so bad i mean you you know like but it's just uh yeah i think yeah i think all all of yours uh, all, all three of you i mean that that hits on all of them uh for things i wish were taught and i don't i'm not really in tune i guess i can go stand outside of a high school and ask some kids but i'll probably get trespassing um i don't really recommend just standing outside of any high school i should go in the high school no i don't recommend that either don't don't just go talk to high schoolers michael that's a bad idea talk to middle schoolers and high schoolers got it okay did you have a goth phase yes yes 100 absolutely not greg okay just yes and (laughs) yeah i think junior no no let's see junior high school so like eighth grade and ninth grade I went through a phase in there somewhere where I was wearing black lipstick all the time like black eyeliner with chapstick over top and like black nail polish and like I think I was trying to find some version of like an alternative punk thing but I had I didn't know those people yet and I didn't know how to do it and so I was just like this seems right let's just do a lot of black it was terrible so bad that's awesome that was the cholas for me, you know, with the with the black, <laughs> just nice. the liner. That's that's who I learned it from. If I had friends that were like, "Whoa, this is kind of," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna take that like two steps further." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember wearing Doc Martens, and I I wore a lot of black. Black was definitely the color that I wore most of the time, and I remember my parents being like why don't you wear anything else besides black? But I don't know if I'd consider it a goth phase. I think yeah. was, I don't know. <laughs> Greg for a little bit. Okay. Um, were you making moves in the community when you were in high school? So Nakia, she's running for the, the board at the mosque. And so she's, she's politicking, right. And, and sort of saying how she would change things. 
I was not doing, I was, I was picking my nose and playing video games in high school. I was not doing that. Oh, what about you all? I mean, I would go to protests and stuff. Like that was the part of me that liked punk music and like alternative culture was that I was looking for something that was not, you know, that terrible, stupid history that we were learning in high school that we were just talking about, like, that's not it. And then we know that that's not it. This is garbage. I'm going to go look for what feels like the truth mm-hmm. or for folks who care. And so I would go to protests and stuff. I remember staying all out all night. One night we did like a, a sit-in. Is that what it would be? I don't know. We like literally slept on the ground outside this place and like had candles and stuff and had signs and bullhorns. So, I mean, I think that was my version of that was... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't old enough to vote yet either. So that was like, if that's going to make a difference, I still couldn't even do that yet. So the best I could do was just be like general teen angst, but directed in a, like what I felt like was a positive direction, I guess. Yeah. Like, cool. I, I, I wish I would have done some of that like protest and stuff. That sounds, especially when you were young and, I think the closest I came was I was part of, I've always been very much into uh, ecology and save the planet and stuff like that. And gosh, I don't remember what the name of the club was, but there was some club at my school. And I remember like building a greenhouse and we were painting it. And I remember having green paint in my hair forever. We would go around and try to collect recyclable stuff and just, little things like that. Like to me, that was some little thing that I felt I could do. Cause yeah, as a kid, sometimes you think what, you know, what can I, I can't really do much, you know? Greg? I don't really, I don't think so. I was, as far as high school goes, I, I now that I'm looking back, I was always pretty busy. Like just as far as like different school activities were concerned it's like okay then i was the the drama nerd and so it's like okay well i have rehearsal for this play oh i'm on the step team i have to go to practice for this so i'm in student government so i have to do this and i have to sell this outside of the you know the basketball game tonight and then i'm also working so i was like i was really busy but as far as like Something that was actually ultimately going to mean something? No, definitely. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but no, definitely not. I think you selling baby bottle pops at a basketball game, no? It did not help anyone hmm. in the community, I can assure Never you. Never I, I will walk around the community then and ask them after I go to the high schools. Yeah, no, I didn't do anything. What other thoughts did you all have watching this episode? I... Craig, do you want to go first? <laughs> we all came off mute. I know you all just off mute at the same time. We're like, we have thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real quick, I have mentioned this before. I don't know if I've ever in this podcast because we've talked about some like superhero stuff before on other things, but I always wonder in these huge stories about these big characters that are just so dynamic and unreal, right? What are the other people thinking, right? And this, like, what are the what are the norm? What would I be? Where would I be doing and thinking in this world where like this nonsense is happening, madness? And I love that this story starts kind of that way. It's kind of like fan fiction, right? Like she's like going to a con that's about these unbelievable characters while living in the world with these characters. And I sort of love that it's like finally answering that question. Like, are they thinking about these characters? Like how do they react to those, you know, like superheroes? How, you know, how is that? what is the interaction? What is the engagement between like the normal person and their storyline that seems so dynamic and wild. So mm-hmm. I was very excited to see the blend and finally receive some kind of a, an answer to that question that I always had. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I also love the fact that, that Ant-Man has a podcast <laughs> um, because that it sounds uh-huh. so spot on that of, of any of them, he would absolutely be the one to do it. But I, I also, I don't know if anybody noticed, did, did anybody catch uh, who the, the thief of the, of the shoes was? No. No. Did they reveal the thief or did you see? Did they you see the shoes? 
It was the, the kid that was hanging from the building. Oh, fuck that kid. Oh, he was wearing the shoes? He was wearing he the was shoes? <gasps> go back and watch it. He was wearing those shoes. And the movie was hanging. Let so, him die. Yeah, I caught Let that. And die. I was just like, this kid. I was like, first of all, who hangs out of a building like this? Like, come on now. Like, I've done some dumb things as a kid, but I was never going to be to that point where I'm like, okay, let's just throw myself out of an entire building. Come on now. But, That's like yeah. all I could think of when that was happening. I was like, what? What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Cut it out. And he's like barely hanging on, just right. like whole body out the window. What are you doing, man? Well, haven't people like fallen in the Grand Canyon? Maybe not too far, but like doing stupid stuff like that, like trying to get a good picture. Oh right. hell, <laughs> I could. Yeah, I could see that because um, we, we as like the four of us, I feel like we didn't grow up with this camera in our hand at easily accessible so i i don't understand why that kid would do that but this is what the like the world he's grown up in is there's a camera and i could just do it anytime any place i, I have a note is why is that fucking kid up there taking pictures so thank you for <laughs> for bringing that up and then i was like no one was gonna run up the stairs like everyone's just watching that's what I said. I was like, why isn't anybody just going up there? They're all just like, let's stand below let's and see. see what happens. And I well, love and then she yeah. shows up on the building like way far over. Man. Yeah, where did she go? And I, I love the, the writing of Kamala is, you know, she's she's trying to help out and she's really uneasy going over the ledge. And she goes, just think about good stuff. Uh, what's a food you like? And he says, ice cream pizza. And she says, is that two foods or one food? And he said, it's one. I like to put ice cream on pizza. She goes, that's, that's really gross. Like she just under her breath. And so like really, really subtle things like that with her character. I, she wants to embrace being a superhero, uh, but there's a lot of little things you have to figure out first. And she got a little cocky doing the pose before getting the kid fully off of the, the thing. And then when she was about to go and she said, just think of a nice plate or bowl. Like uh, the actor is doing such a great job with her lines. That's what I had. Dilsia, did, did you have any other thoughts in the episode? Um, I did actually. And let, let me read your shirt. It says half Filipino. Oh, half Filipino is, is better, better than, than none. Yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah. because do you remember? Uh, what, sorry. What? Yeah. What? What's her name again? Na- Nakia. Nakia. Okay. Yeah. Nakia. She says, um, you know, when she's talking about wearing the headscarf and stuff that people like, like she, she felt like she didn't belong to mm. one culture, like, and she was kind of in between. So she thought, oh, I'll wear this headscarf to show that I'm part of that culture. And then, you know, she, it, it's like, you can't win. And I don't know if, if, if you've experienced um, that at all, where you're like, yeah, I'm Filipino, I'm not Latino, or right. uh, yeah, or like, sometimes I feel like, like, I speak Spanish fluently, but sometimes I don't feel Latina enough. Mm. Or like, if I, I go to like the Mexican, um, like, like the mercados and stuff, and they'll speak to me in English, or like, I went to I went to a stand up comedy show and he was talking about, you know, making fun of different races and stuff. And he's like, any Mexicans in here? I was like, and he looked at me like, I am. (laughs) So so I, I, I totally related to her comment about, you know, not feeling like she fit in and trying to figure out, you know, which culture do I belong to when trying to figure out, I guess, how to meld both those, the, the Latina and the American culture. And yeah, I, I, I liked that. Yeah. I definitely relate to it in that I'm not, sometimes I'm not Filipino enough for Filipinos, but I'm also not uh, like I'm something else. I'm something amphibious. Like, as we say, racially amphibious and um, nope, that's the word I'm going to use. Uh, step away from the camera, please. I, I, I'm race, I can race on water and land. So that's what that means. Uh, but I thought that was a really beautiful scene. I, I totally forgot about that scene. And uh, I've, I've heard on social media and 
just reading different things there's there's sort of a split with with her uh because the actor is not muslim in real life and she is in the comic books i believe she's turkish um so there was sort of like why didn't you get a turkish actor to play her and that's i feel like i've talked to somebody here about acting and representation and you know who who should or who can be in these roles and if they rewrite a role entirely how does that come off to to the group that it originally was i mean it's it's really sticky but at least you know just as as the scene itself the bathroom scene i thought it was a really beautiful moment with them and feels like nakia and and bruno aka brian are i'm sorry um are getting are getting nice stories versus it's only about Kamala and she just kind of has friends like they're getting full fleshed stories out which is which is really nice yeah and I I love her parents too I love her mom <laughs> so much yeah. and I feel like I, I know I've seen that actress before the 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 one yeah. who plays her mother where do you guys well, know have you seen I don't her know before? off the top of my head. No? I can do a quick I, I, Google, I to, but. Yeah, I, I meant to look her up before, um, but yeah, I just, I love her her voice, her cadence, how she speaks, and she just, she plays that mom figure really well. Yeah. <laughs> that like, putting a little bit of guilt in everything I tell you. <laughs> I love Cook. that. Yeah. I love, especially the part where Kamala had the, the reaction and she basically blacks out. And they're like all standing <laughs> over her. And the mom's like, did you not eat enough? Or did you, did eat, you eat too, too much? much? Like, which one is it? Like, Because you definitely did something. It's all your fault. It's your like, fault. You know, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's definitely relatable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jess, did you have, you had 19 pages. I have of no, so I, I don't want to leave. 27 pages. All right. And the end, we can start at the end where I just yes. can't. I see it. it. The very end of the episode, I wrote in big letters, who is that? Because the last person that we see, I was like so into it. I didn't expect the episode to stop there. I was like, what? And then wrote, who is that? Because I'm excited about that. I was like, this is a great Uber driver, whoever picked her up. And then it was Cameron. I thought it was her great grandma. Because that's who she's seeing on the... She was having like the vision. That's what I thought. And then now this person is real. Yeah, unless who she's envisioning is not her great grandma and i don't know what do you all think or guesses who knows yeah it's a, it's a Uber sh- yeah aisha i think is the great aisha, grandma. Yeah. yeah yeah so would that make her related to the guy she's got a crush on <laughs> yes if it is yeah. i get it because he's like this is my mom right uh, right it's my mom so. oh this is weird now um <laughs> this is just changed a lot of things that, that was that was a good uh good little fun cliffhanger ending yeah i mean i think another thing that i wrote down in the first episode i thought we were gonna have a very trope kind of like a very disney thing where it's like my parents don't understand me and i'm always gonna throw a fit about it and like they don't get me and i just need to get out of here if only i didn't have parents and I like that in the second episode we actually get to like have some character like have some mm-hmm story with their parents like we learned that her mom loves bon jovi i love that yeah. for her <laughs> and like a little bit of the story around her parents and then understanding that there's more story even to tell so i love that i i, I hate that trope so much the like my parents don't get i mean i get that that's part of like growing i was that way as well i get that that's part of it but i hate that disney just sometimes enforces that trope so hard like your parents don't get you you should get out of there nobody gets you but your friends and capitalism come work at disney run away from home (laughs) come work at disney right disney college program program. yeah yes do you have any gross parent stories that bon jovi scene where they were like well if it wasn't for slippery when wet Oh you wouldn't be here or some whatever it was. And the brother goes, that's disgusting. That is so gross. Luckily, my parents hated each other. So there was never any like, remember when uh, kind of thing to overshare. And I don't know if Serena will kill me. Her parents will tease her like that and they'll be very affectionate and they'll be like, we're adults too, Serena. And Serena gets oh, so God. grossed out and I encourage it. 
because I think it's so funny. Probably because no. it's not my parents, but uh, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if uh, what it was, if you have any parents. Stories. I think I've told you the story before, but well, my my parents were not together, so I, for the most part of my life, I was safe and secure from ever having to deal with that either. But at one point, I think it was the night of junior or senior prom one of the two we were like headed to go pick up my tux or whatever from the rental place we're driving and my mom's like oh your dad used to live over in those apartments over there and i was like oh really and she's like yeah that's where you were made and i'm like what who asked for this like how dare you what is wrong no. with you? Like, Ugh. yeah so i think it was more of a hey i know what goes on on prom night so just fyi <laughs> Don't try it. And it was yeah. just like, you're disgusting. <laughs> oh, my god! brilliant to like put that little tra- traumatic little like pebble in your head right before you go to, to prom just to be like, don't forget, this is what could happen. Right. I mean, I respect that. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good strategy. Oh, my goodness. Do you see it? Jess, do you have any or not? No, I not really. I mean, my my parents are still together and they're sweet with each other and stuff but they've never been overly affectionate or or whatever so it's just no no gross stories okay bye i'm thankful i don't have gross stories about my parents my parents are divorced and then they're all remarried i don't have gross stories about any of those folks either my grandmother once she decided that we were adults used to tell us like dirty jokes and stuff though and then she would kind of just always so like I can't remember the joke for the life of me but there was a joke that ended up with her calling talking about her own boobs and calling them hanging flower baskets or some shit and then from then on she was like well my flower baskets like she just (gasps) what yeah I don't know once she decided I was old enough, which like I was not, I would have never been like I now. I'm <laughs> now you're still that. <laughs> Please do not. But she thought it was hilarious and she could see how uncomfortable we would all get. She's like, oh, stop. You're adults now. And like would try and tell us it was fine. And I was like, nothing is fine about this. Like, stop. <laughs> but she was hilarious. I love her yeah. and I miss her. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably the closest that I got to that thing. I think that that's all I have. I don't know if you have any and anybody has any other thoughts before we all head on out of here about the show. Are you excited about the show? Are you kind of whatever? I'll watch it, I guess, if Michael keeps bugging me to do this podcast. No, I I really like it. You hated it. I um like it, it was one of those shows that like I'd put it on my watch list or my list or whatever but you know life's kind of crazy so I have a tendency to not watch too much tv or whatever but I'm glad I got to see it I'm, I'm finding it very enjoyable cool I guess my final question if no one has any other thoughts is would you ever try ice cream pizza is there any flavor combination that you'd be like maybe Okay, I would dip a slice of pizza into a Wendy's Frosty because Frosties and French fries go so well together. I would be willing to see how that would go. Ooh. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd be willing to, to do like, but I only, only with vanilla though. I don't think uh, chocolate might be pushing it, but I think with vanilla, I might be able to. What would the pizza be? I was thinking cheese, but like my pizza, I always want like a crust that has stuff on it. So like garlic crust, but like cheese pizza. Yeah. I just wonder about like, you've got a hot pizza with cold ice cream. It's going to melt. How are you going to eat it? That's sort of like a pizzuki, isn't it? From oregano's, it's a hot cookie, but they're both sweets. I think is, is why I accept that more than a ice cream on pizza. Oh, unless you do like a pizza cookie or, or I mean, not a pizza cookie, like, um, like remember those fruit pizzas where you, where you did the big old cookie and you put like icing on it and then fruit on top. It's kind of that idea. You've never seen that? No, I need oh. to find it now. It's good. Right. Okay. Yeah, my, my stepmom used to do that. It's like a sugar cookie. And then you do like a cream cheese frosting mm-hmm. and then sliced fruit. And then you cut it like a pie and you can just... Yeah. 
eat it. it that sounds fantastic. It was health, healthy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> right. Eight My pounds of frosting. Right now, right? <laughs> I think it was popular in the 90s. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Gonna, it was really good, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try this out then. All right. Um, thank you all for doing this. I really appreciate it and letting me bug you and ask you for your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to ask my mom for any gross story. See if maybe now she'll she'll let me know. Um, I don't want to think that's a good idea. I, but uh, if you do, you need to record it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea for you, but I'll ask your mom for no, you. you ask, yo, that's better. I'll if ask you ask my mom <laughs> and I'll record it, I just won't listen until it's done. All right. And hey, cool. happy fathers, happy Father's Day, Michael. <laughs> oh, thank you. I hope I hope they're here somewhere. I think they're. <laughs> Were they're... you in charge of them during this? Is it your watch right now? Oh, gotta go. No, I gotta go. <laughs> I, it's been it's been too long. One of them has lost the other one, so um, that's terrible. I just had the dogs watching them. I'm not sure. Okay, have a good night, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>